Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how brand not only matters, but is pivotal. So being able to get your word out there is more important in the commercial business. How do you position and build brand awareness for a business? There is a skill to doing this, and if it's mastered, it will help a business value explode, but you have to do it right. My next guest is Sarah Woods. She's marketing director at Bridges, a rapidly grown technology business in our region. Her experience is really diverse. In addition to working at Bridges, she's also worked with pharmaceutical consumer product companies along the way, like Martech Biosciences here in the region and Procter & Gamble. With Bridges, she's done something that's really relevant to many of other local technology companies, as she's helping take a consulting business model and turn it into one that can successfully sell a service. So today we're going to talk about what the challenge is like going from consulting to product-oriented sales, the tactics she used to position the product successfully, and get some insight from her in the trenches about what is necessary for any business to take that journey. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, I think it's really important for a community that we have experts like you on because a lot of us aspire to build our businesses. What does Bridges do? So Bridges is basically in three areas. We're trusted for cyber solutions, for shaping big data into confident decisions, and for our innovations. We call them frontier innovations. Those are the things that you even haven't thought about needing yet, but we're already beginning to work on. Um, We are doing that in two different sectors, both our government sector and our commercial sector. And that is, I think, really the part that I find most important for our listeners in that we have so many government related companies here. How do you go through the process of marketing or changing a culture to become more commercial oriented from a marketing perspective? So we've come a long way since t- 2000, since Chuck Fawnen Sr. founded the company um, in his garage. And he had over 50 years of experience in the IC. And today his son, Chuck Fawnen III, is our CEO. And we have over 100 employees direct and 300 on prime contracts. But at the heart, we're still that same small company that's focused on uh, a family-type culture, and our focus is our talent and our people. Um, The news for us was being able to talk about that we're now um, more than just a government contracts-focused company. We are also delivering the talent to the commercial sector. Now, I have found over the years that commercial customers, they look and expect a company to be different, smell different, act different. What are some of the things that, from a marketing perspective, tactically, a business like yours has to do to really make commercial customers comfortable that you get what their lives are like? So I'll talk a little bit about the different sectors. Um, from the federal side, there's the scale and experience that have been the core of what we do. It's a huge environment where you have the ability to scale to solve enterprise-level requirements. So you know, think big, think um you know, exacting um, in the work that you do and that you have the opportunity to build the solution versus buying off the shelf. And so you get to deeply understand the technology and the problem. And it's a longer term engagement. For the commercial, you need agility. It's you get quicker, more direct feedback. You get a market response on what's working. You have short turnarounds. You need a more rapid fix. You need a fixed price solution. Um, And You need to be a quicker adoption of new technologies and services. So the beauty in having both is you can get the good feedback loop on latest technologies into government and commercial, 
and you have employees that are getting exposed to both the business processes on each side of the the customers. So for us, you may have somebody on the government side who needs a little bench time. We can bring them over into commercial. We can use their talents and skills. Or you have something that's hot on commercial. We may bring somebody over from government to work on the hot thing in commercial and build that out, really get cutting edge, and then bring it back into the government. So it's a really nice synergy between the two. Do you find that brand is more important when you sell commercial? I think back uh, maybe to your experience as a Procter & Gamble. Does brand matter more when you're reaching commercial customers than it does when you're dealing with the federal government? Um, it does because in the federal government, you're really working with um, contracts and bids on contracts. So there is a direct interaction of here, can you work on this? And then there's a response with your proposal. It's very structured. Right. It's very structured. And when it comes to commercial, um, folks may have a more private way of looking at your company. They need to go onto your website and be able to get to have a first impression from your website. They need to be able to talk to your customers and find out what your reputation is in the business. So being able to get your word out there is more important in the commercial business. Do you find that's the biggest cultural challenge that you faced working with the company? My experience working in the government contract sector is that it is a very different world, different vocabulary, and that often I find telling people, look, you really have to brag on yourself. You have to be everywhere. You have to be ubiquitous. You do have to spend on your brand. That's the hardest conversation I find I have. It, it is. They're so used to being... Um, humble and directed on the one thing that they're working on. And in the commercial, you really need to be able to speak broadly on your range of talents. And so for us, um, we had a opportunity over the last year to rebrand the company. We looked at the strengths and got to take a deep dive into what's working and what is so important to Bridges and um, rebrand the company and then um, update the materials. So we found that some of our materials were very densely written, very technical, and you needed a, a way into that. You needed a layer above that so that somebody who's a CEO that's not a systems engineer may be able to go at a top line and say, yes, that's what I'm looking for, and then bring in their partner for the more detailed discussion. You mentioned earlier that this was a family business or is a family business is a government contract. Those are the two business types that I find are generally the most humble and the least interested in bragging on themselves. Coach me. If I'm a founder or coach a founder that's listening right now, why should they understand and why should they embrace Brandon and PR? So from a brand standpoint, this is your company. You need to get it in front of people. So if you had to give a three-minute elevator speech to somebody to talk to them about your company, what would you say? So think of your materials in that introduction You'll get that next opportunity. Once you've had that introduction, you'll get that next opportunity to go deeper into the technology. But you need that first introduction. As you think about the people you've coached, both at this company and, and previously, what do you look for in an entrepreneur to be able to make this adjustment and become a great marketer? We're blessed. We have Chuck Fauna in the third as our CEO, and he is an innovator. He is passionate about his people, but he's also passionate about innovation and staying ahead. For him, that combination has meant that we are forward-looking and we're inward-looking in doing the right thing for our people. So it's a very good company to work for. So it's willingness to learn and change? Mm -hmm. right. So that's why we talk about our third leg as being Frontier Innovations. Well, Sarah, thanks a lot for taking time and talk with us about your journey at Bridges. Um, I got to tell you, the big lesson I take away from this is that if you're not ready to brag on yourself, you're probably not ready to be commercial. That's true. 
And we want to say a special thank you to these show's sponsors. What's Working in Washington wouldn't happen without the support of other organizations here in town who want to make a difference by highlighting how a region grows. Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, their business development team can help you find the best talent and ideal location and the latest in market and business intelligence. Your business starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. And TEDCO, TEDCO invests in early stage and life sciences companies. It produces resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. TEDCO's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And Jones Lang LaSalle, they are a leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contract, and their professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>